0: to yet another episode of the all of life show i am one of your hosts Stuart white along with my lovely beautiful and talented wife
1: alicia white
0: and this is episode 21 and we are really glad that we have made it this far how about you
1: <laughs> me too babe i'm glad like you kind of put me on the spot what am i supposed to say
0: i, I mean i guess 122 else. is more my my style <laughs> Yeah, so this has been uh, quite the day. We, we're we a little tired as we're recording this. Uh, it is at night, and we led worship at our church today, got up super early, brought the kids, did all that stuff. It was it was a great time. We were very glad to do it, um, but it's just been a, a long, adventurous day. Then what did we do tonight? We hung up...
1: We hung up the Edison bulb Ed- lights that Edison I've been... Edison bulb
0: when- string yes. lights. Yeah, that has been...
1: On the patio
0: looming and uh, now it is literally looming over our heads as we walk (laughs) outside. So, but it looks really good except for a a couple changes.
1: We went on a family walk. Um, our foster daughter that we have had for two months, is uh, she's going to be leaving us on Friday to live with her mom. Um, we're sad to see her go, but it's a really good thing, and it's a very positive thing to see the system actually working for kiddos because so often it just seems to be um, hurting more than it's helping. So this is a really beautiful situation, and we've, we've been thankful to have her for two months.
0: Yeah, it really has been. Um, it's just been a good experience overall. It's it's been challenging in little ways, but it's just been such a uh, an opportunity for us to grow ourselves and um, just love somebody uh, with the love of Jesus, and that's really what it's it's all about. So today, we really just have a simple thing that we want to communicate. And that really is when you're looking around at all of the craziness, all of the insanity that is going on in our world right now. And you've got all kinds of things. It's an election year. Wherever you land on that, it's crazy. It is a pandemic year. Uh, That's just nuts in and of itself. And then Um, there's
1: the... the Um, protests and riots that are happening as well, which is like just the icing on the cake.
0: Right. Yeah. You've, you've got explosions happening in various countries. I mean, uh, even
1: today there was an earthquake in like South Carolina, I think that was like a 5.2 or something. Uh, North Carolina, one of those. Yeah,
0: you don't you don't really think of that. Like I always think of Southern California yeah. earthquake, or maybe even like Mexico City or something like there that. There was
1: the huge. Oh man, we're gonna just go down the whole rabbit hole. But Nashville had those uh, the hurricane that came through, or the tornado. Wow, man, I'm I need to.
0: The point is, wherever <laughs> you look, the world looks like it is crazy, and if you watch the news. Um, which I would advise sometimes just take a little break uh, because it can be really depressing. And news is like, you know, they have the saying, if it bleeds, it leads. If you have a story that is insane, controversial, um, just terrifying, super sad, whatever, they're going to play it. They're going to have it in there. Um, if it is, you know, right now, if, if whatever network you watch, if it is um, their particular political viewpoint that they want to push, then they're going to push anything that makes that viewpoint look better and anything else that makes it look uh, worse, they'll ignore. Um, you just have all kinds of things right now and it can be overwhelming and you watch it and if you have um, any sort of faith background, you can look at this and just say, God, how can you let this happen? This doesn't seem fair. This is not right. And I've been feeling that a little bit as I, I watch and I learn and I um and I'm curious. And it's like you want to stay up to date, you know, you want to stay aware of what's going on. And I'm not at all touting ignoring the reality of life or anything like that. But if you only look at what folks want you to see there's a good chance you're going to miss the forest for the trees. You're going to miss the gospel in it. And what has helped me, and I've had this running through my head a bit, and I'll admit I had to search again and go, where, where is that verse? I know it's in Psalms, um, but I can't remember uh, which which chapter. Well, Psalm 73, and it's a psalm of Asaph, and it's about just him finding God as his strength and his portion. He's being reminded of that God is the one in control. God is the one who has all the power. And uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and read it to you. And this is out of the ESV translation. And it says, Truly God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped, for I was envious of the arrogant. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked... For they have no pangs until death, their bodies are fat and sleek. They are not in trouble as others are, they are not stricken like the rest of mankind. Therefore, pride is their necklace, violence covers them as a garment, their eyes swell out through fatness, their hearts overflow with follies, they scoff and speak with malice, loftily they threaten oppression. They set their mouths against the heavens and their tongues strut, their tongue struts through the earth. Therefore his people turn back to them and find no fault in them. And they say, how can God know? Is there no knowledge in the most high? Behold, these are the wicked, Then I discerned their end. Truly, you set them in slippery places. You make them fall to ruin. How they are destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors, like a dream when one awakes. O Lord, when you rouse yourself, you despise them as phantoms. When my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in heart, I was brutish and ignorant. I was like a beast toward you. "'Nevertheless, I am continually with you. "'You hold my right hand, you guide me with your counsel, "'and afterward you will receive me to glory. "'Whom have I in heaven but you? "'And there is nothing on earth that I desire beside you. "'My flesh and my heart may fail, "'but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. "'For behold, those who are far from you shall perish,' You put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. You know, there's so much in there, but the gist of it is he's saying, I looked around and I saw that those without any faith, those who did not believe God, honor God, trust him, they seem to have it easy. And you know what? I feel like I've been guilty of that too. I'm looking around and I'm like, why is it that it just seems like evil people are successful in their evil? Why is it that they just get away with it? And it just seems like, where's God in this? How, how, is, he, how is he even able to allow this? And then you know your mind just starts to drift and you start to say, what, how am I supposed to believe that you even exist? And that's kind of where the psalmist goes there. Asaph is like, I, I, I was basically like mad. I was mad at God. I'm like, where? How can you let these things happen? How can you let these bad people do things? You know, never mind that. You know, from a a New Testament perspective, from a a gospel grace perspective, you would look at that and say, well, you're failing to remember Asaph that you also are redeemed. Only by the blood of Jesus, and that's the only way they're redeemed. And what I do like, though, is he says uh, it's the part. This is the one that kept coming to my mind. And he says um, he goes. But when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I discerned their end. And that's where I want to encourage you today. Is when you have that opportunity to remind yourself when you're down and you're just like everything stinks every everybody's terrible how could god allow this to happen how could a good and loving god allow evil to exist take a minute take a breath discern the end and discern their end and recognize when you go into the sanctuary of god and what that looks like you know that that looks like entering in in prayer and um, petition to God, but in submitting your heart, your will, kind of like in Christ's way of, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done, God. That is the moment where you're going to see like a breakthrough, I think. And it also is just something, for me anyway, I, I take solace in that right now, where it's like, wow, it does look really bad. But then I'm reminded, even in, in going into the sanctuary, you're reminded, oh yeah, the Bible talks about these very things talks about men will be lovers of self. You know, children will be disrespectful to parents. Things will go from bad to worse. Things are going, you know, I, you may not know this, but scripture talks about it's getting worse. It's not getting better because there are some traditions that would say, Oh no, and we're getting it better and better and better. And then we just hand it over to God and everything's going to be great. And it's like, well, that's not what the Bible actually says, but I digress. So, um, how about you, babe? Like, where where have you been in all of this, and what have you found yourself like drifting to, and what has helped pull you back?
1: I think when you're talking about everything going on in the world, it's easy for me to kind of pull myself out of it and look at the um, look at the injustice going on in the world and be like, "Well, there's going to be an end to it." Like you're talking about. Um, where it gets hard for me is when it's personal, (laughs) um, when it's a personal offense done against me. And, um, and I think that's when it's all of a sudden I lose hope and trust in, uh, in trusting that the Lord will have the justice, the Lord will have, um, that I don't need to seek out my own revenge. And so when you ask where I go, like, honestly, in my mind, I'm thinking of all of the ways that I would enact revenge if I could, you know, which is really embarrassing to put out there into the interwebs but that's true for me and um and it's not if it's a small offense it's like eh, well, they're, they just had a bad day or whatever and honestly I'm really hard to offend like really really hard to offend but when there have been things that are just so hurtful that you can't get over and you feel like you're never going to get to see justice on this earth and you have to wait till eternity that's a really hard thing to swallow but I think recently um you know, just some <clears throat> things that have happened for us and some news that we got. And, um, <laughs> the Lord gave us a gift of, um, of seeing a little bit of justice happen on this earth. And it honestly just made me feel like I felt humbled. I felt undeserving. I felt here I was, uh, for the last several months, just thinking about all the ways that I wanted, um, to enact my own revenge. And then he did something so beautiful for us and so sweet that I just didn't deserve, you know, and that, um, that's a picture of his grace. So I don't know, that's where I go. It's, it's easy for me with the, all the injustices, cause I know he's got a plan and it's going to be done. Um, but when it's personal, that that's where it gets hard for me to trust.
0: Yeah. And the thing that you reference, you know, it shall go unnamed, but it was something even our kids were aware of, and they were wrestling with the very same thing. And it's really tough as a parent when your kids are asking you, well, basically, where's God in this? How can God let this happen? And you have to challenge yourself like you could go, well, he just does or, well, I don't know. And then just leave it at that. But the thing was, we I remembered something uh, from a pastor that I heard years ago. And we began to repeat it to the kids. And we said, you know what? We don't know what if this thing, this, this pain or whatever it is, will end when we would like it to. But we do know that God gets the last word. He gets the last laugh. And we are going to pray every night. And we did. For about a month, I would say. Um, yeah, we and prayed
1: for the people that hurt us. We prayed that, you know, that um, they would see the love of Jesus and that that would make them, you know, that would move them and touch them and that we prayed for our own hearts, that we wouldn't um, be filled with bitterness and hatred, you know. And we prayed that God would get the last laugh.
0: Yeah, and at this point, you know, it's hard to say. Like, there could be more. There could be... You know, you you just never know. It's like, well, it could be good now, but it may change. And right now though, the the way things look, it's like, wow, I I even despaired. I even doubted and didn't trust and felt like, you know, I was sitting there going, God, why do you let the wicked prosper? Why do you let them boast in vain? Why do you why like even he's (laughs) I love the way he puts this in here. Um he's like there Behold, these are the wicked, always at ease. They increase in riches. All in vain have I kept my heart clean. Like that's kind of how how I was, my attitude was. You know, I was just like, what's the point? Even like, God, why, why, why am I even bothering right now? You know, you're just gonna let these things happen and anything. You know, it's not just like a personal offense to us or to me, but anything. Looking at the world, looking at injustices that happen. And going like, yeah, I mean, I could get up. I could be like any protester, any anything going on where you're just like, I'm gonna stand up for this. What, whatever it may be, it doesn't really fix anything. The
1: simple, uh, the simplest. Um analogy that I heard once was, and you guys have probably heard it as well, but the analogy of like, if your child is running out into the middle of the road and you see a car coming, they don't see it, but you do. And you, and you yell and tell them to stop and you yank them back and it hurts, but you saw what was coming and they didn't. And you saved them from some great, much greater pain than, than they knew. And well, but (laughs) you had to hurt them to do that. And I kind of, I have reminded myself of that several times over the last few months. Like, Lord, if I truly trust you as a good father. I need to trust that you see what's coming and I don't. And even though there are things that I'm walking through that hurt and there are things that the world is walking through right now that hurts really bad, you see what's coming and we don't. And we don't get to decide if you are good or not because it feels good or not. We have to trust that you are good, whether it feels good or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Um, I know for myself, like it's been an opportunity lately to go, what am i actually what do i turn to what do i trust in those moments and frankly i can say it it has not been the lord it largely like he's given me just as much a wake up call i can't say like like the psalmist asaph in this i can't say oh yeah i've kept my heart pure like maybe he could maybe he could be like i was really like on the outside anyway like the like the apostle paul talks about before he was a Christian he's like hey if you want to talk about self-righteousness if you want to talk about somebody who's exemplary look at me and he's like I was a Hebrew of Hebrews I kept the law I was circumcised the eighth day I did all of the things right I never ever missed a beat and he's like and I count all of that as rubbish as as dirty minstrel rags is literally what he says in in, in the Greek it's like it's the, the thing that no one would value. Nobody is going to go, oh,' save that. Nope. He's saying that those that's what my righteousness was. And maybe that's that's what I, I think like you know, reading into the, the Old Testament, reading into the Psalms, having that grace and gospel clarity, I think it is there in in this psalm. and I think it's there in the form of, yep, I looked into the sanctuary of God. Um, I, as a New Testament, grace-based, spirit-filled believer, looked to Jesus. I looked on the cross and I said, okay, look, there's the God of the universe dying on the cross in my place for my sin. It's interesting that I get so offended and so hurt and so damaged by the things I see in life and the things going on. But we can look to Jesus and we can say, we have a Savior who knows what it's like. We have a God, God the Father, who knows what it's like to see his son suffer, to be separated and cut off from him. We, we have a Savior who, if you've ever thought that you've suffered unjustly, Jesus, ultimately, he is the ultimate sufferer of injustice, he never sinned, never did anything wrong that didn't stop people from putting him to death from beating him severely from crucifying him and thinking that they could shut him up and get his message to go away simply by murdering him but he couldn't be held down and so where we can lose faith we can lose sight we can look to Jesus you know the author the perfector the finisher of our faith and say thank god that he is god that he conquered Death that he conquered sin and he gives us hope.
1: So ask yourself today, what area in your life are you holding on to and not trusting that the Lord can see the bigger pain coming and He's saving you from the bigger pain? Um, what's what's in your mind right now that you are you're like, nope, not this one, Lord? I don't understand this. I don't know why it's happening, and therefore I just can't trust that you're good in it.
0: Yeah. And you know what, like this is just a a side note, but there are times where like a spoiled child, you know, we are like, I want what I want. I want my will. I want my way. I want the candy, you know, and whatever that thing is in your life that is your candy is your desire. That's what you you can throw a fit for. And I was just thinking of some friends that were wanting to start a restaurant like six to nine months ago and then change their mind. And I'm sure even for them, and there are, I'm sure are hundreds of other stories that you could tell, or we could even probably sit here and recollect on other people we know, who they they wanted to do this thing and it just seemed to not well, work and it they, seemed to fall apart. Remember
1: the house that we almost built right before 2008? Yeah. Remember that? Like we were knee deep in it, we had property, we were about to build a house and Door was closing one right after another and we're like, what the heck is happening? And we kept pushing to make it happen. And finally we were like, dude, I just think the Lord's like closing the door on this. And so we, we walked away, we sold the the property and literally like within six months, the market started crashing and we would have been upside down on it within a year and we never like our life would look so different now.
0: Yeah. And even then, it was like it would have been a two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars house property, everything all in, but it would have been worth half of that in a, in a year from building it, probably. And I and remember, and it would those... have taken it would have taken a decade for it to yeah. come back, and we would have been, you know. At the time, you think, oh, well, that's my dream. That's where I want to be. I want that house. I want that property.
1: Babe, aren't you so glad we're not there?
0: (laughs) Yeah. If there's one thing that it's been the subtle prayer of my heart all the time, it's like, God, please stop me and interrupt me from making really dumb choices, really foolish plans even, that might seem really good at the time. And God also, even if (laughs) if I don't understand and I still don't understand, Please just go ahead, interrupt my plans, you know, uh, make your will happen in my life. I think that's why when Jesus talks about how we pray, and I mentioned this in his prayer in the garden, you see, he prays the very way he taught to pray. Let thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is sitting there saying in the garden, if it's possible, take this cup from me. But nevertheless, not my will be done, but your will be done. You know, he, he follows his own advice in that. And that I think is ingrained in me, but I don't always remember it. And there are times where it's simply God's grace that I think in the moment I'm suffering, but later on I reflect on it and I go, thank you God for sparing me in that. You know, I mean, how many times can I think, oh man, when I was, teenager when I was in college that girl over there that was the one and and then you look back and you're like oh thank you god for sparing me from that like that that would have been a mess and luckily I got this one yeah right you here. did
1: <laughs> oh well uh, I just want to encourage you guys uh, you The good news is, is that because he's a good father, he knows the areas that you're not going to trust him in and he loves you anyway. And just like me in this situation and being so offended and spending so much time thinking of what I would say or what I would do or if only I did this or could could do this. And then he gave me this beautiful gift, this beautiful gift that I didn't deserve. And he did it for me on the cross too, before all of this, he died for all of those sinful thoughts, even before I had them. And he did that for you guys too. So I just want you to remember how much your father loves you. He is so good to you.
0: Also, you know what, if you guys, um, we, we led a a song today by a band, uh, we, the kingdom and we encourage you, check them out. They're awesome, really great. Um, but there's a song that I just heard by them for the first time, and it's on, they just released their brand new album, their first album, actually. and
1: It is so good. Um,
0: it, yeah, and this song, it is, um, it's all about, like, if all I had was Jesus, if all I had was Jesus, that I would want for nothing. And I was listening to it, and it has this kind of recording style where it sounds like almost an old Jesus movement, like 60s, 70s kind of sound. Very, very um, unique uh, sound for like modern worship songs. And I was really moved by the lyrics. It was just like, if would I really consider that if all I had was Jesus, that I would think, would I really, could I echo those words? I want nothing but Jesus. Um That's what I want to want. And I hope and encourage and pray that that's what you want to want. Um, You know, it's, it's the, here are the lyrics. Alicia pulled them up for me. It says, if all I had was Christ, I'd have nothing to gain. All I have is Christ and I have everything. His presence is enough. He hides me in his wings. He wraps me in his love. He stirs my heart to sing. My life is in his hands. He is my confidence he keeps his promises forever and amen. He's gentle with my heart. He knows each tear I cry. There's healing in his scars for every one of mine. That's it's so good. I mean, and there's more. I probably get a copyright violation here if I keep reading it. But I encourage you, go check it out. Go buy their album or stream it or whatever you use uh, legally to get, get to the music. But uh, it's on YouTube, too. You can listen to it on their channel. Um, hey, We love you guys. Thank you for listening. And if you want to reach out to us, if you have ideas, if you have a book you want us to review, if you have someone you think we should have on the show.
1: If you have tips on the best rainforest to see in Washington State, that would be great because we're taking the kids for a five-day trip next week. So
0: yeah, we are open to suggestions. So you can reach out to us, email us at
1: feedback at alloflifeshow.com so guys thanks for being here we are gonna go to bed now it's been a long day but we love you guys and we're excited to come back and do it all over again
0: god bless